Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with my co-host Shane Mason, and we're two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. In a recent NPR series, we got to take a look into the harsh reality of career-ending on-the-job injuries that nurses face all too often. Let's listen to a short clip courtesy of NPR. Over the next few weeks, we're taking a close look at one of the most dangerous jobs in America. Back and other injuries occur in this profession at far higher rates than even the construction industry. It also sees more of these injuries than law enforcement. And an NPR investigation finds many of the executives who run the companies where these workers are getting hurt are doing little to prevent it. NPR's Danny Zwerdling shows us this troubling side of health care. Okay, try to guess. Who are these workers who get disabled so often by back injuries? I'll give you a moment to think about it. Time's up. We're talking about nursing employees who take care of you in the hospital and other settings. We're talking about nursing assistants and orderlies and registered nurses. Government surveys estimate there are more than 35,000 back and other injuries among nursing staff every year that are so bad the employees have to miss work. And they get those injuries mainly by moving and lifting patients. The NPR series follows the case of RN Terry Cawthorn and Mission Hospital in Asheville, North Carolina. We get a glimpse of how some hospital officials around the country have shrugged off what is being called an epidemic. Cawthorn was a nurse at Mission for more than 20 years. Her supervisor testified under oath that she was one of my most reliable employees. Then, as with other nurses described this month in the NPR series, Injured Nurses, a back injury derailed Cawthorn's career. But in Cawthorn's case, administrators at Mission Hospital refused to acknowledge her injuries were caused on the job. In fact, court records, internal hospital documents, and interviews with former hospital medical staff suggest that hospital officials often refuse to acknowledge that the everyday work of nursing employees frequently injures them. And Shane, I just got to add here, this reminds me so much of football and the n- denial of head injuries in that sport. Yeah, and Mission's not unique. NPR found similar attitudes toward nurses in hospitals around the country. Here with us to talk about this disturbing trend and what is being done about it in California is RN Gerard Brogan. Gerard is a lead nursing practice representative for California Nurses Association. Welcome, Gerard. Uh, Good morning, everybody. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being with us, Gerard. Before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Gerard Brogan. I'm the lead nursing practice representative for uh, both the California Nurses Association and National Nurses United, a a national organization of nurses, 185,000 strong. That's fantastic. How long have you been a nurse? I've been a nurse too long. Um, (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can never be a nurse too long. Over 30 years now. Wow. uh, Nurse both in the UK and the USA. So I've got that uh, somewhat unique perspective of uh, delivering nursing care in the two different healthcare delivery systems. Yeah, that's amazing. That is interesting. So now that you brought that up, I have to ask, um, did you prefer the English way of medicine versus ours? I much prefer the system in England, of course, because it's uh, free at point of care. Which is uh, brilliant. Which takes away a lot of anxiety, takes away a lot of complicated issues in the delivery of health care. People don't have the anxiety of how am I going to pay for this. And of course, uh, that's part of the nursing ethos that healthcare should be a human right, not a commodity. Yeah. So going back to the uh, injury issue, tell us how sure. uh, nurses rate with other occupations in terms of on-the-job injuries. Well, sadly, and maybe surprisingly to some uh, listeners, nurses 
And I really want to include nursing aides here too. We don't want to neglect our nursing aid colleagues. Their injury rate in terms of uh, musculoskeletal uh, disorders is three times the amount that manual laborers suffer from. And you know, uh, people. It's quite a statistic. It um, is. It is a huge statistic, Gerard. And what I want to say is. I'm surprised that people are surprised by it. Do most people see the size of most Americans? Because let's be real. I was was going to touch on that. that Growing obesity levels are really affecting uh, the uh, percentage of back injuries incurred by nurses and nurses' aides. Sad but true. It's one of the uh, other negative side effects of the obesity problem. Absolutely. It's very difficult to move somebody who's large. By the same token, Gerard, I was mentioning football earlier. And when I take care of a football player, especially a pro Mm -hmm. player, you're talking about at least four nurses, two on either side, to lift that person up in the bed. So it is. Yes, you are. It's surprising to me that others are surprised by the level of back injury in our profession just because the work we do moving people around and mm-hmm. it's even more than moving that would be moving a person who's lying quietly in the bed. We oftentimes yeah, I, have to I deal with I don't think it's part of uh, nurses public persona that actually this is physical work. Yes. It is manual work. I've known a lot of nurses over the years with extremely strong forearms. It's <laughs> I noticed that early in my nursing career. Uh, That's very funny. Yes, yes, the good nurses do have Popeye forearms. Uh, So why are hospitals systematically denying responsibility for these injuries? I I wish I knew the exact answer to that. But, you know, my sense is they're denying everything. We've got a healthcare industry, not a healthcare system. And it is for profit, and they look to shave pennies, cents, wherever they can. And let's be um, real, Gerard, that back injuries are really an expensive problem. And so yes, I can understand why hospitals deny this, because this is expensive. And if you can put it back on the nurse, which pre-unions in this country, that was done every single day to nurses. When you injured yourself on the job back in the day prior to CNA, it was your mm-hmm. problem. It was not their problem. I know, and uh, that reflected industry at large. It's taken unionization, a lot of uh, dedicated activists over the last 150, 200 years to persuade employers to take any kind of responsibility for injuries incurred by their employees. And they are responsible for it. They have a duty to care for the RN. Uh, the RN has a duty to care for the patient, and I think we fulfill that obligation. Our employers have that same obligation to care for us. And yet they want to abrogate that responsibility. And it's sad but true. I think it's pretty simple. It's follow the money. Uh, it costs money to care for people. And it costs money to look after people. And they're trying to abrogate all responsibility for that. And I think that reflects their philosophy about everything. Right now we're seeing a move towards uh, patients being nursed in their own home. Why? Because it's cheap. And... Uh, there's a lack of regulation. The industry does not like regulation because regulation, what comes with that responsibility? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of which, where is OSHA in all of this? Are they involved? Oh, yeah. OSHA have been fabulous. Cal OSHA, I must say, my experience with them on this issue and several other issues over the last several years, they tend to be ahead nationally of uh, other OSHAs. Uh, as you all probably know, there's a federal OSHA and then the state OSHAs. I do know of one or two other occupation safety and health administrations that are pretty progressive, but uh, we've been very pleased with Cal OSHA. It's taken its responsibilities seriously on what's their primary role, 
protecting people in the workplace. We got a bill passed uh, last year, Jerry Brown, thank you for that. That was enabling legislation that gave uh, OSHA the edict of coming up with a comprehensive lifting regulation. Kalosha took that uh, responsibility seriously. They held a series of hearings. We organized very well around those hearings, had nurse after nurse talk about their personal experience with these injuries. Which is so... Which is fantastic, and Jerry Brown has been very good to the nurses in this state. That bill is the AB 1135 that you're talking about, and it's very helpful. And I want to just say a shout-out to OSHA, as you have, because this is one of the agencies that uh, the Republicans in this country are fighting to do away with. Anything that's protecting the worker. Again, all responsibility, which is not, it's just not right on a basic human level. But this is very thorough, very meticulous regulation, and we're, we're extremely pleased with it. So why are we not seeing more done in other states? I think California is kind of in the lead on this. What about in other areas of the country? Several of the states have put in some kind of regulation. I know Illinois, New Jersey, Minnesota, Maryland, Rhode Island. Not as strong, not as comprehensive, and not as much teeth as in California. My opinion on that is who forced the authorities to, uh, who put the pressure on the governor, who put the pressure on Kalosha is, our organization, the California Nurses Association. You're you're absolutely right, Gerard. And I would bet you that if you looked at the states and where this legislation is not part of the law of the land, that you find more and more injured nurses and nurses that are injured that aren't receiving the help from their hospitals because their deniability treats us like second-class citizens, and they've gotten away with this for a long time. It's very sad, the disdain and distance that uh, administration and the hospital industry has for the people who, who actually are the integral employees that were the face in that hospital, that hospital chain, that industry, with the patient, and yet they treat us with distance and disdain. Yes. Again, you know, I, I think we could talk about that all day. There's a lot of history involved. We're a 90% female organization. We all know the history of uh, workplace attitudes to women, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of pay and conditions. So I, I think that comes into play a lot in terms of that wanting to ignore this problem. To wrap it up, Gerard, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Here's what I've got to say to sum up on all this. is We as an organization, through our members, we are member-driven and they are all direct care nurses. They're the folks who do the job. They're not nurses who sit in offices and look at all this in an abstract way. These are nurses who go in every day they're at the coal face, and they've organized. They've organized this uh, association to represent their needs and the needs of the patients they take care of. And this is a, a solitary lesson in organizing. We identify problems. We uh, analyze why those problems are existing. We proffer a solution. Then we go out. We go out the street. We go to the legislative uh, arena. We go into the public opinion arena. And we organize, and we're pretty sophisticated and uh, assertive about that. And that's it. It's not a secret. It's not a magic formula. It's identifying those problems, organizing around those problems, bringing that to the attention of the public and opinion makers. Absolutely. So we really appreciate your service over the years, and uh, we'll hope to have you you. back on the show. We've been talking with RN Gerard Brogan, Lead Nurse Practice Representative for California Nurses Association. For more information about this topic, visit nnu.org. 